Welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Vibes Podcast. This episode, I'm your host, Habib, with my co-host, Danae, and Nathaniel. Holy moly. So, unga jinga to you guys as well. How y'all doing? Good. <laughs> What's new? What's popping? What's changed since the last week? I got to go back to work. Ooh, how's that? How's work? You're out of quarantine now. The people are something, something, singing, dancing. Not really. Uh, more like stress. Very stress. Stress. Uh, I got my negative result, and I was like, I told my manager immediately, and she's like, "Oh, you can come in." And I was like, "Bet I'm there. <laughs> I need to not be here." But I go in, and as soon as I go in, they're like, "Oh." Janae, you need to, can you do this and do whatever? And I'm like, okay, sh- yeah, put me to work. Of course. Take so then I, I run into one of the rooms and they're like, what do you want? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and apparently like there's this whole disaster that happened. I was like, well, it's good to see you guys too. <laughs> I'm going to be over there. Sorry. Bye. You guys look yeah. busy. So bye. Yeah. I was like. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get out of your hair. Yeah, it was a bad day to be there, but like good for me anyways because I got to see people. So nice. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Anything new <laughs> this this week? Nathaniel's on time. <laughs> last week he yeah. was a special guest for last for the for the post show. <laughs> for the uh, I just see the eight p.m. part of the invite, and then like open the email to see it seven to eight. I just saw the eight part. Oh no! Oh, really? Wait. Is that what happened? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it checks out. He popped in right when we were leaving. Yeah, he's like eight o'clock. Brett, I'm here on the dot. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I don't know if we discussed it in like the post show or the actual show, but a lot of today is going to be our review of Encanto. Um, <laughs> so I I don't know if the video guys are are caught up with that, but yeah, that's all we did was we talked about how good Encanto and other movies were in the post show. So go ahead and listen to that. Um, did we? I think oh, so. Movies, yeah, yeah uh, all the other movies as well. Encanto was like a very brief stint. Um, but before we jump into that, I do have like a very embarrassing thing I want to share with everybody. It is okay. finally here the day i have been dreading and and that day is it, it it's oh my god i'm making a way bigger deal than it actually is but what ended up happening is that i've gone to the dentist in the last week and a half <clears throat> and they mm-hmm. look at my thing and my and my <laughs> my teeth and they're like oh man your gums are like kind of like going receding and i'm like what the heck does that mean like they're just going back like what's what's up they're like yeah they just got like you're my my hairline's already receding so my gums are receding as well like is that does that work in tandem um (laughs) so we're looking and, and they're like yeah do you like clench your jaw or like grind your teeth a lot and i'm like I don't know. I guess so. Cause I see my, and I'm like, I guess you're right. I guess that's what I do. You're the professional. Um, so they're like, yeah, you should do, you, you should get like a night guard. And so the dentist was like, here, let me get you guys, you a night guard. 
it's going to help you from clenching your teeth at night and um you'll be better you, it'll it'll stop the the recedingness of your gums and i'm like all right i don't want my teeth to fall out because there's no gums there anymore so this sounds like a plan because like she goes in and she scared me oh my god she scared me straight she's like yeah once there's like less gum for like the tooth to attach to you know the the tooth can become very like brittle it could become very weak a lot more pain like exposed roots and i'm like oh my god that just sounds like so much more work whatever let me just get the dang thing all right it's i'm gonna have to wear a night guard at night so i get my (laughs) night guard and now i have a night guard so not only do i wear like a wrist brace or two wrist braces because of like some wrist pains that i end up getting from typing and stuff but now I have a night guard as well. So I have two gloves on and, and I'm talking like this all in the middle of the night before I get to sleep. Like that's basically what, <laughs> if I paint you a picture of living with me, that's what you... Slowly exp- keep patting you. You're going to have like knee pads in. You got the gamer gloves. <laughs> got the Razor gamer gloves. The Razor gamer gloves. I'm just going to have to put you in a bubble. I do. Yeah. Like, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it wasn't a tooth canal oh yeah never I, i'm <laughs> hoping that never happens making sure my teeth are good for that um but Did yeah the worst part there but it goes a, a level deeper than that so <laughs> for some reason in my sleep i move a lot right and that's what i wrote that's why i started wearing the braces in the first place is that i would like really tuck my hands in and like or really push them against my bed frame and it would like really put a lot of strain on my wrist, which is what I noticed. So I wear the braces, so I'm not like pushing up or tucking in, right? So there's not a lot of pain in my, or any more pain in my wrist than it has to be. So a couple weeks in, or a couple days in, I woke up one day without my wrist braces on. And I'm like, what and every and, and I didn't notice it at first until I saw the wrist braces like flung onto the other side of my room. <laughs> like somehow in the middle of the night I took them off and just threw them away. And these are like there's three velcro velcro straps on each to keep them in place. So I don't know how my subconscious did that, but it did. You said yeah, ye. <laughs> and I was really really afraid of that happening when I got my mouth guard and you know, the first night I was like very wary. I was like, okay, you know, something's going to happen. It's not. So I was, I was really careful with it. And the first night passed. I didn't take him out. I didn't throw him away. I didn't spit it out anywhere. The second night rolls around. And I'm like, this time I'm confident. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have my, I didn't do it the first night. I'm probably not going to do it the second night either. So we're good. So I go to sleep. In the middle of the night, I wake up like to turn over and i'm like oh where's my mouth guard yeah i had spit it out in my bed somewhere but it's pitch black and this guard is like it's clear it's so i'm not even gonna find it if i open the lights and i'm just too lazy to actually do that so i'm like oh i'll just find it in the morning it is what it is and (laughs) i like pull my blanket up so i could turn around and i hear and i go whoosh and i hear a bang up against the wall I had flung the night guard (laughs) that was in my sheets across the room once again into the wall. And I'm like, oh, my God. And this is a fairly 
like expensive piece of equipment that I had to buy. So now I'm like pissed off at myself. I'm like, golly, that cost X amount but of money. Baby, just keep taking the L. And I'm like, God <laughs> dang it, what the heck? And in the morning, and I went back to sleep. I didn't care. I'm like, it happened. It is what it is. And I just, I don't lie. I've done that with my phone before. Like I'm laying in bed. I tucked myself in, and I'm on my phone. I'll set the alarm and I'll put it next to me. And then you know, like I try to go to sleep, but you can't quite. So I'm like, you know, what, let me let me scroll on TikTok again. I'm like, where the fuck did my phone go? Like I can't find it all of a sudden. Like I forgot two seconds later. And I'll be like, fuck it. And then I'm like, I'll do the same thing. I'll shoot and like flip my blanket to kind of tuck myself in. And I just, I just hear a bah, bah, bah. And I was like, that sounds expensive. <laughs> sure enough, it was my phone. That's I'm surprised I haven't shattered it. Like the amount of times I fling it across the room, mm-hmm. I'm surprised I haven't broken it yet. That's but how yeah. I cracked my phone, actually. I, I was like, it. how did I not notice that the phone was on there? But yeah, no, I fling it across the room every time. Mm-hmm. They're the classic, you throw it on your bed, but then it jumps off your bed. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I'm just like... It jumped off, and it in like the corner of it hit my um, bed frame. Or like bed, like this headboard thing right here. And yeah. then the, the <laughs> yeah. end cracked, but I had like a tempered screen case or whatever. And, and that helped. That took all the shattering away from it. So I was like, thank God. Nice. <sighs> Oh yeah. I really had to stop throwing things though because I did the same thing with my glasses. I so used to just kinda of like tossing things. I like I tossed my glasses, completely miss and they hit the ground. And see, I paid for all- mine, so I don't do that. <laughs> Wait, what? I paid for mine too, but I'm just myself, I'm just that half uh, I'm not gonna toss it. Not for my big uh extended listen, frame listen, glasses. This is my dollars. Uh-uh. Okay, I'll fuck with my own money. <laughs> well you see, uh I walked into the glasses store right mm-hmm. they only have one size my size so oh yeah like, mm-hmm. he, has a, he has a really big head don't you know <laughs> yeah but like, like i need no. extended frames and i'll be gosh and they come back with a single you can't pair be the like, only well, one with like a melon head like there i'm sure there's like a what's the circumference of your head i don't know i didn't i didn't measure it like 14 inches i don't know what hat size what do size hat do you wear eight Hat size eight in inches. Um, but, 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 uh, 94 metric hat size, 25 inch. Yeah, you're 25 inches head. <laughs> How common is a 25 inch head? <laughs> Don't Google image that. Um, let's see. How many inches is a human head in circumference? Mine is 21 inches. That can't be right. 21 inches? You only have four inches yeah. of difference between y'all? I'm a size five hat, and it says 21. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's just so much data here, I'm not even going to look at it. Um, You got a big head, man. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. It's not even, it's not even that, it's like... Extended oh, frames, but 20.9 still. inches, but still. What do you mean, extended okay. frames? Like they're longer and a little bit wider. Naturally, they're extended. Oh, yeah, because your, your the, ears are back here. Yeah, His ears are back here. Large head. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, whenever they size mine, they have to fold the back end, and then my oh, ears oh. are lopsided. 
So they have to specifically bend the legs to fit my lopsided ears. Mm. So going back to when I flung my glasses, it corrected the, <laughs> it corrected the tilt that they put there purposely. So my glasses are actually straight, but my ears are crooked. So it looks like my glasses are crooked. Uh, I have to I go back and put the put the ink back into it or check it. I didn't have a correctly fitting marching hat for band for like eight years. <laughs> for eight years? Was it too small or too big? Always too small uh, until the last year in college. Is it on top it. of your head? Yeah, or just squeezing <laughs> my forehead. Oh, wait. <laughs> I never noticed that. I just thought you had a big forehead. I'm like, band director, I'm dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting choked out by this thing. <laughs> like I can feel my pulse. Yeah, because you have the strap too. <laughs> At least you can take your blood pressure. At least on the tuba, it's like it's a different hat, so or it was. Nice. But last year. So. Nice. Yeah, head problems. Head problems, oh. yes. Oh, I'm totally not gonna spend the money on transitions because it's just annoying. What's a transition? Where you're like when you walk outside, it turns into sunglasses. It tints. Oh no! Ew! I hate those. I hate transitions. Mm -hmm. I'm wasting. That adds like eighty dollars to your glasses. Eighty bucks. Something like that. Yeah. See, I'd rather just. So the next glasses I'm getting are similar to these, but they're gonna have like the clip-on like sunglasses part. So oh, I could just, cool. I could just magnetically magnetic clip one? those. Yeah, I could just magnetically clip them on and be like, yeah. Dude, my mom to, would do that. I probably like... have to go to different stores just to make sure they have my son. <laughs> <laughs> she'd walk out of the car and she'd like, Mija, I'm going to put my sunglasses on. And she'd go, cheek. See, that's so cool. Like she, she won't even Mija. just place it. Like she'll just do the quick like whips because yeah. it magnetically, magnetically clicks. I'm that's like, well, so you're cool. cool. But like internally, I'm jealous because I'm over here looking doing this thing that's what i because i can't wear sunglasses yeah because <laughs> we take like a lot of road trips I was like, right? I say shit. <laughs> yeah and every time i'm driving or like go on a road trip it's just like at one point the sun is just at eye level and it's just slapping you you can't put the thing down your hat won't cover it your your hands are barely covering it but you can't do that because you need to see the road in front of you and so I'm like, you know, if I just get like the clip on glasses thing, it'll be a lot easier and we'll all be safer. So we're chilling. Yeah. So that's my next purchase at one point or another. Nice. I'm either the dumbass where I layer or <laughs> I choose. I'm like, do I really want to see or like the road or do I just not want to see the sun? Ooh. Yeah. I'm too scared to do that. I feel like I'm too blind. So I never take off my glasses. I'm like, nope, this is not happening. I'm not doing this. I would actually pretty good, and interestingly. I just can't read when I drive. Like, I can't read the signs. Oh. <laughs> I you but I can recognize... Read. Yeah, I can't read the words on there. Like, I know I know there's, like, written, like, white blurbs, uh -huh. and I can recognize the shape and color of the sign. So, of course, if it's a red octagon, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a fucking stop sign. <laughs> you know? So, like, I can drive without my glasses. That's your driving test. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> a red so octagon can me. confirm is indeed a <laughs> sign. <laughs> a little yellow one. I'm like, ooh, I gotta watch it. <laughs> Something's coming up, guys. I don't oh, know what it is. <laughs> it's always. <laughs> it's always an adventure. It's an always an adventure with Janine. 
guys. That yellow sign might mean something. Remember that. <laughs> In a quarter like mile. All the, later. Why are almost all of the road sign colors like prone for color blindness? What do you mean? Like colorblind people green. might not know. The red and green. Colorblind. Red and green, and then I think orange or yellow is one of them too. Oh, like so the not... light turns gray, uh-huh. you go. But it's also <laughs> stop when it's gray. If the right yeah. goes left, you go. Or if it goes down, you go. Yeah. Or be like, is it gray or is it like you gray gray? The, you stop yeah. at the gray sign. Yeah. And then uh... <laughs> you go at the gray. Yeah. You go at gray. <laughs> yeah, take a gamble. Fifty-fifty chance you're right. That's why dogs don't have driver's licenses. <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait. But if that was me, though, right, I would just look at what other people around me are doing. It's like, oh, is the guy next to me stopping, slowing down? Cool. Great. I'll stop and slow down, too. The only person at the light. That's what I was thinking, though. Like, there's some instances where you're like... Like at night, when you're the only one there, there's not a lot of traffic going on. You just fucking you just go. go. You just go. You just, you know, you just look both ways and you're like, you know, I'll just inch, I'll just inch a little more. You're playing leapfrog, or not leapfrog, frogger at that point. That's what driving during the freeze was like. <laughs> that really was. Driving actually. during the flood was like, it was like you couldn't fully stop because like if you do, water would get in your engine. So I remember getting flooded out and I was stuck at HEB. You're right. This wasn't Harvey, but this was after Harvey. We had a really bad storm mm-hmm. that lasted that day, and I happened to be out when it hit. And so every there was like a flash flooding, and so there was like we made we managed to cut through a parking lot, and then we finally got to the feeder of the freeway, and it was me and like a couple other cars in front of me. There's like a big ass pickup truck. <laughs> the only time that having the high lifted big ass wheels was ever useful was for this moment, and he was in front, kind of leading us. But, like, the waters were still kind of hitting the vehicles. <laughs> and so we were getting to the light because the the on-ramp wasn't until after the light. And literally, as a group, we all said, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And so we slowed down to make to see if we could see anybody else coming, which one side was, like, completely flooded. Like, cars were stuck. They couldn't move. And then the other side were like, I hope you see us coming because, like, we were literally a parade of cars. <laughs> so we're like, I hope you guys can stop because we can't stop. Oh. And we just kept going through a red light, yeah. Just playing a game of chicken yeah, at that I, point. <laughs> yeah, well, because, like, also, like, is a cop going to arrest us right now? Can he stop you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, ha- I, had a, I had a decently, like, high-lifted car. And I was like, mm. those little cop cars, I was like, you think they're just trying to arrest us right <laughs> now? Puny officer, Let's you go. can't catch me. Here, I'll give you a lift. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was. Water. It was the most camaraderie of like a group of strangers I never met trying to get through that. Very interesting. Yeah, that's when I lo- that's when I meet a lot of like of those instances where like people are just like being bros. You know, like a lot of and people. Yeah, when strangers and I guess takes like as Houston, we've gone through that like a couple of times. I guess with hurricanes, bad like yeah. all that, the freeze and everything. So like Houstonians, I feel like we have a really good culture, especially like all the not even just like the floods, all the random weather, mm-hmm. natural disasters that we have. We really managed to come together like it's kind of our thing. Yeah. At this point, it's like, oh, here's another thunderstorm. All right. You're good. You're good. Like, it's it's really cool. Yeah. 
pretty it's pretty heartwarming when you're when you're living out here like even like, in the oh, moment we're not a completely terrible society look at that look Yay. at that speaking unless of unless you're the one buying up all the gas when it doesn't even happen <laughs> that's my favorite part where you can't even run away and everyone just hoards gas like it's gonna be useful like where are you going well, for the, for the well, freeze i guess shortage you- now because everyone thought there was a shortage before. No, I love that because there are headlines coming in of people in Austin just buying up gas for no reason. And they weren't even going to get thought, hit by the storm. Oh <laughs> that was the whole Austin, problem. Are you sure they're not driving their Tesla? And well, now they they're afraid it. of in case it runs out, but like they're the ones making it run out. Yeah, and because of that, all the gas was gone and then there was an actual was shortage. Right. Because people would come we in. We created our own problem. Yeah. <laughs> people would come in with like uh, trash cans trying to fill up like gas and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Kind of weird behavior, bud. But it is what well, it is. Well, it made sense during the freeze because people actually had gas generators. Mm-hmm. You had to have gas on hand. Yeah. That made a lot of sense. Gas during the freeze, electricity is needed in the pumps for it to pump. So for people who stored up sure. gas, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All the people who came in with ga- trash cans worth of gas, I guess they did it right. I was lucky. I just filled it up like the day before the freeze hit. I was like, oh, that was good timing. Babe. <laughs> yeah. We're all pretty much, it is what it is kind of deal. Just go with the flow. Just wait it out. It'll get done. It's kind of nice. It was peaceful not being disconnected for like a week. Yeah. We're like... We're like, what's COVID? I don't know. It doesn't exist right now. It was definitely a simple time. Like, you weren't worried about social media. You weren't worried about what you were planning to do. Mm-hmm. You weren't worried about, like, first world problems, if that makes sense. It was very much like we're just trying to survive. Yeah, very survival. Like, I was out there shoveling snow, and then we're like, <laughs> okay, how do we cook our next meal? <laughs> like, I got a candle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Beans. Yeah, because we left our, we accidentally left our grill outside and the pipe froze. So we couldn't, you know, the the propane wasn't lighting. And so there was like, while we were waiting for that to thaw during the daytime, hmm. we, I literally had a candle over a pot. It was just, yeah. Slow cooking. I think I heard <laughs> someone body complain works. about their fridged food going bad. I'm like, dude, it's a fridge outside. Just leave it open. But yeah. <laughs> Just leave the door open. We lost our power and we stuck our milk outside. <laughs> Your food outside. You want the eggs? Go to the backyard. <laughs> you know how much snow is out there? Just throw it out there. It'll it'll stay. <laughs> we had like a little snow mound because like the snow built up on the little... We had this little like garden area with rocks, mm-hmm. um, but it was lower than the ground level, so like it all filled up with snow. And so we just started shoving things <laughs> into the snow, made it like an ice chest. Oh yeah! Holy moly! So yeah, we just had we just had idiots taking down the trees in the apartment place so they can burn it for whatever. Oh, because y'all had like fireplaces. Oh, we had electric fireplaces, which is not meant for. Wood then water, why are they burning up? Don't ask. I don't <laughs> know. Not, not the smartest Not the smartest bunch. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least the whole neighborhood didn't burn down. Imagine. Yet. <laughs> you don't. You don't light a campfire in your living room. You know, you never do you that. Can. You don't. <laughs> Speaking of lighting, 
campfires and living rooms. Encanto! <laughs> the candle in the living room. I knew you were trying to segue. <laughs> I expected better from you. <laughs> Where's the campfire? You you gave me the, the candle. I should have used the candle. The candle, You're yeah. Like, oh, speaking like, of candles, uh-huh. how about grandma and Encanto? Hubbies. Campfires. <laughs> Holy moly. That, can- that candle was lit. It was. Until it wasn't. Was it? And then- <laughs> That's not a spoiler. I think that was in the whole... That was in the trailer. That's not spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. The candle was indeed lit in the trailer. Isn't this whole segment going to be a spoiler, technically? Yeah. I'm going to just spoiler alert it now, because I'm just going to talk about the whole movie. Um, Skip, like, 15 minutes <laughs> to the end of the video, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so we all watched it. How we like it? How we were the first like um, thoughts of like the characters? I guess let's start there. Actually, let me go ahead for people who have not watched Encanto, and for people who don't really care about watching Encanto, let me give like a nice little summary of what Encanto is. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a summary. So there's a lengthy summary. So Walt Disney Animation. This is off the movies.disney.com website. Um, Walt Disney Animation Studios in Canto tells a tale of an extraordinary family, the Madrigals, who live in a who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia, in a magical house, in a vibrant town, in a wondrous charmed place called an encanto so it's basically like a paradise um the magic of the encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift from super strength to the power to heal every child except one mirabel voiced by stephanie beatrice um but when she discovers that the magic surrounding the encanto is in danger mirabel decides that she the only ordinary madrigal might just be her exceptional family's last hope and that's pretty much it it goes into all the credits of like who who all made it and uh yeah so this there's took me a second to realize that the voice of of uh mary bell was also the girl from 911 brooklyn 911 brooklyn 99 jesus christ 911 <laughs> brooklyn 911 yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know what I meant. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it took me a minute to realize it was the same person. Yeah, so I guess we'll start with like the not important stuff first and then just like go deeper and deeper and deeper to like what we think. Um, animation wise, what do we think of it? How, how do we like the animation of this? It is a Disney stu- studio film, so obviously it's going to be S tier in animation. Um, but any key parts that stuck out to y'all? It was it was very good, like the actual like design of, of the characters and everything and the detail. Like there was one point when when Mary Bell went to Bruno's tower and they had the whole sand thing. Mm-hmm. You could actually see the grains of sand on her and on her eyelashes and on her eyes, like the amount of detail. Mm-hmm. Or like even on her clothes, whenever they did close up shots to her, you could see like some of the threading because mm-hmm. like a lot of um, Hispanic clothing is done by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially the traditional clothing she was wearing, like you 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 do all the stitching yourself, like you knit everything in there, and you could see the detail, and I was like, that is very cool. Yeah, 
Um, I really enjoyed. There was this one song. What was the Strong Sisters' name? Um, oh, um, Lisa. Not Lu- Louisa. Louisa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll Louise? go with. Wait, no, no, I need to find it. God dang it. <laughs> um, Louisa. Yeah, Louisa Madrigal, played by Jessica Darrow. Um, mm-hmm. So for Louisa, there is the song that she had where she was talking about you know not being Drip. strong enough and everything like that <laughs> what'd oh. you just say drip drip, <laughs> drip, drip, drip. <laughs> um yeah so but in that song there's obviously like a lot of transitions um in the animation of like different different settings and like different visuals that come in and i, I was just really and that happens in like the first 15 minutes of the film um which was really fun to me because as like uh, a creator you're able to be like um not stimulated but there's like always stuff going on where like you're able you're now trying to see how the animators decide to transition from one scene to another kind of deal so it's like they're taking you on this journey and you don't really know where that journey is because it's a music video it just you know it just keeps going 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 um but I think it was there was like this little bit of wonder in me that just kept being enticed by like oh snap like how are they going to transition into this scene or oh now she's like fighting the three-headed dog that's pretty dope or no now she has to like carry all these like rocks or like the way of the world and um not only was like the animation and color palette of it of like the whole film beautiful but the way they were able to seamlessly make this go without me even noticing things were changing um was really cool i like that i like that aspect it was interesting how they did that for louisa as well because um like even as the song expresses she always has to ball things up she always has to appear as a strong one Mm -hmm. and so when she's actually finally opening up to her sister and she's expressing herself like the imagery helps play to explain what she's feeling and how she's going through yeah it was very interesting how they did that yeah. It wasn't just like her running through the town <laughs> while singing. Like they actually took you on a whole journey, understanding what Elise, what Louise is going through. Which was really crazy because again, it was like 15 minutes in, and I was like, "Whoa, this is getting kind of deep." 15 minutes into this movie, yeah. first you're like, "Okay," and then you're like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" Anything stand out for you in terms of animation, Nathaniel? Um. Oh, I like the. What was it? Uh, Isabella, mm-hmm. her song, the one they did it towards the end. That was cool. Uh, flowers. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the cactus just popped out of the ground. Oh, so oh yeah, that was oh. so cool. Oh. I like the animation of how how they made the flowers blossom. It was very fluid on that. Like without getting into very a lot of like technical details. I just like how again, this is Disney, so they're like mass. They've mastered this craft the animators over there but like just yeah just how amazing they are able to push everything is just pretty cool really enjoy all that stuff the distinct the distinct uh just uh like the design of the people Mm -hmm. it's just like you can tell they try to make it look like it's in a hispanic place because they make it them look have the same body structures or whatever some and some uh, I don't know what the word is anthropology or I don't know mm-hmm. if someone's gonna study like 
people and demographics and be like, oh, this must be Colombia because they look like this or have this body structure or whatever. Yeah. It's very, very, it created very accurately, I guess, in terms of character design. But like, it's also because it's hard to contrast. It's not, it's hard to not contrast this with something like Coco um because they're both like spanish not not even spanish because they're not really doing a whole lot of spanish stuff in here whereas coco was really really based for spanish actual, yeah like, there was actual yeah, heritage and stuff it was the it was actually culture about the stuff. culture itself yeah whereas um encanto was more about like the intergenerational uh families like like struggles that families go and even though it was based in colombia it is something that kind of gar- carries through the latino culture yeah but they focus on different aspects of the culture so it's, i think yeah. most cultures have that yeah to some extent i feel like a lot of the cultures have it but it's really cool to see it being rep- again you're just retelling a story because i'm sure this is not an original story right like in terms of i don't think these are the first people to talk about intergenerational uh differences and how the old guard has a different value system than the new ones that are coming up and they feel like they're being gate kept out of the out of the new world um or being held back in a way um but yeah i just it's really really nice to see it to be told in like a different perspective or subtle nods to to different cultures i guess it's just repackaging the story <sighs> but yeah so really liked it um liked how unique the characters were in terms of oh i guess we should stick over to switch over to like powers um you know every member of the main family does get a power when they turn at some age or something and i think it was like when you turn five five is when you become initiated yeah damn so when you get a power, the Kool-Aid at five. <laughs> so when you get a power, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what happened there. But uh, when you get a power, the the house makes like a door for you, and that door leads to like a big room that the house creates for you out of its magic. That's uniquely yours, depending on what power you have, and you can do whatever in it. Um, so- no, I wish we got to see more rooms. I think we only really got to see two people's rooms. Yeah, we only got to see no, three. three. We got to see Isabella's. Um, Wait, no. Then we got to see. Bruno's. We got to see. F- yeah, are we counting? Are we counting the nursery as a room? Well, that's not like a magic room, though. Yeah, like I would have liked to have seen the, the other. Like, is a room. every room that had a power to it. I would like to have seen like how they yeah. created those. Then that's three. Then. But then if you're doing non-magic, we saw four, technically. Um, yeah. But yeah. Eight, five, you're in the kitchen. So bedrooms. All right. Bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah. So they create that unique room. And I like how on the doors, um, the des- there's unique designs for that person centered yeah. around their magic and what they look like at that point and um which is really interesting um i don't know how i would feel if my face was on my door though so i have a side note so i have watched that movie three times whoa uh, Why? by Why? the third time just because okay 
by the listen, COVID was interesting. It was difficult. Okay. Um, but like by the third time I started noticing weird things, like I stopped paying attention to the main story and I realized that the design in the doors is how they look currently. Yeah. Yeah. Like the little boy had, you know, I think we both his, got that. He currently looks like. So it's like when they grow up, does the door magically change every time or does it just like, this is it? This yeah. is you? Because the abuela's door was her as an old lady. So. Mm-hmm. But That's Abuela right. never had. Think, uh, yeah. So Abuela has a magic room, but she doesn't have powers. She has a magic candle. I guess that's just the a home candle, for the candle. Candles her powers? Yeah. So why didn't Marybelle get a room like that? Yeah, why did they keep her in the nursery if Abuela's able to get her? Man, I was going to say this to the character part. There's something, but fuck there's something Abuela, different about bro. the house at the yeah. end. I mean, that was so, true yeah, when, like. When they when she wasn't gifted a power, that was when everything kind of started changing. That was the main and I conflict. Think it was, yeah, it was the way of, I guess, the magic to push the conflict to make them stronger. Like it created its own obstacle mm-hmm. without there actually being a villain. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. the villain, the villainous part, or there wasn't a villain, but the antagonist it was an antagonist. Yes. Yeah, was it was kind of like the magic couldn't grow until the family could come together. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. why or how or why the freaking it's really weird because you need to have that happen. Her not get her powers for it to be a conflict and for it to instigate or be the catalyst for growth within the family. But yeah. that same. It was catalyst, almost like a test. Yeah. The same reason. Because had was they the not it realized it, grandma like was like, this is your fault. You were causing this. And Mary Bell left. Had she not had the heart that she had, like it, that would have been it. Like they just would have been. The family would have fell apart. Yeah, but I think but that's, it was really just a test. Because I see that. Uh, well, Grandma used to do that since the time of Bruno being there as well, right? She's like, "Don't, don't look at any more prophecies. You only look at bad stuff, and and this, that, and the other." And there's like a lot of like, I, I see that a lot in like South Asian culture as well. Of like, you know, it's a thing of like, hey, don't even speak about what could go bad, kind of deal. Um, cause you don't want to more or less jinx it, I guess is the best way to put it in Western terms. Um, and so I was, I saw that like contrast a lot. I was like, Oh wait, yeah, I could resonate with this. Cause when you're growing up, you're also told to not be like a Debbie Downer and to go into things with like a positive attitude. Um, good vibes only. Good vibes only. Yeah. <laughs> so that was also really interesting, but yes, I hated Abuela. Like not like for the sole fact that at the end of the day, bro, like it's your granddaughter, right? Like, how are you going to outcast her in one way or another? Because it wasn't like, a oh, you know, you don't have power. So you don't this task isn't for you. It's more like, hey, stop screwing stuff up. Get out. You're a bad luck charm kind of deal. Because I can. Well, it's even it's even something that I notice now. And it. Because, like, I, I could understand Abuelita because it was like she had the good intentions. She wanted to keep the family together, you know, and older generations, you know, they they go through hardships so that the next generation could have a better life. You know, so she went through all these struggles to finally get what she wanted and she didn't want to lose it and everything. But she didn't realize that her actions were actually causing them to mm-hmm. lose everything. Yeah. Because uh, it was the way that she was going about doing everything. And... So, like, I understood that, like, working so hard to get to get to this place and be in a good place for your family, mm-hmm. um, especially being, like, first-generation American. It's like, okay, my family worked hard. They got here. 
that, you know, like they would, like parents would tell you stories of their past, like, oh, I used to walk five miles to go to school up a hill in the middle of the snow or, you know, some story like that. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. Like, luckily, I never got to go through that. So that being said, it's like that pressure's kind of on you mm-hmm. um, without, well, of course, depending on situations, but like that pressure is already established. Yeah. And so with Abuelita, it was like, yes, I understand you don't want to lose everything, but by doing that, you're pushing your own family away and you're even outcasting your own uh, granddaughter when really mm-hmm. the whole point of having all this is so that you guys could live a good life together. Yeah. Like, not like before like where you were family running away. Before anything. Yeah. Because yeah. if you had everything or if you had nothing, as long as you have family, it's okay. Yeah. Was the point. Well, cause for and her- that was the point that was missing because for grandma you know even though she's i hate her um because essentially <laughs> spoiler all she had to do was say she's sorry and everything's better again she they didn't show her like doing too much except like hugging bruno because of course she's gonna hug bruno after like 10 plus years of him not being there like well, she did admit it was her fault which is a yeah. big thing especially for older generations yeah especially for older generations. Usually they're always right even when they're wrong, they're right. Yeah. So the fact that she actually admitted it was her fault, like she did take the first steps. Mm. Like, I wonder if maybe, because of course, as soon as that scene happened, they immediately went back to the town and five seconds later, they had a house built. Yeah. Which, you know, like they didn't have time to really grow and recover. It was just like, oh yeah, cool. They figured that, out the problem. Did they do Ta-da! that without their powers? That was a thing, right? They built it without yeah, their the powers. the whole town even got in on it. You know, the town that they were also trying yeah. to, together um that was that was the moment where they're like okay even in bad times as long as you have family and as long as you care about each other so that they try to quickly show that at the end but it was kind of rushed yeah i think yeah Yeah. i think that wrap-up was a little rushed you were saying nathaniel the the original house was built by magic by itself yeah Mm -hmm. so i think the townspeople wasted their time (laughs) (laughs) the original house they had to build the house for the magic to come back, though. That doesn't make sense. They did not explain that in the movie why they needed to do that, other than to make it an emotional scene. No, yeah. because so the was, town benefited a-, a lot from the family as well, though. They didn't tell them to stop because it was... Never mind. Because they would use their powers to do work around the town for whatever... Yeah, they would do a lot of, like, Luisa would move a lot of stuff, or, you know, the sister, yeah, yeah, they would do, like, a lot of things around the town, so it's not like... Rudolph's mom was the healer, she was fixing everybody. Yeah, she would be, like, the, you know, the the doctor of the town or whatever with, like, food, Um, so they were getting, like, a lot of, like, benefits from them. And I'm sure it's not, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, they did it selfishly kind of deal, but it's, like, um... What's the word? Like they were like they felt like they were family at this point. They, they felt yeah, like, I get that yeah. part. I'm saying it would have the house would have came back anyway. <laughs> no, because the magic needed to be like restored. They understood. They like needed understood to fix what was broken to make the magic. They come already back. did. They did it. They needed to go through that That's journey cool. of doing something together as a family. Okay, without their power. They did that outcasting two people in the family they did as a family right just kidding well because they didn't no, learn did the first it wasn't until mary <laughs> gold said yeah that's why we hate grandma um poor yeah. bruno man my heart broke for him bruno was my favorite he was willing character. to suffer and if mary bell didn't do what she did he would have continued to suffer just for his family 
Man was literally fixing the he cracks. He died in those walls like that, yeah. He was, was patching Bruno fixing the crack? What yeah. was the other guy's name? Oh, Jorge. He was acting in? Jorge, I'm sorry. He makes he a spackle. <laughs> spackle. Jorge and Bruno, the dynamic duo. <laughs> Dude, that stuff was so cool. But yeah, all in all, I mean, oh, I remember watching or reading a review about the movie as well. Um, and this was by someone who gave it like a really high rating, right? Like they really enjoyed it. Apparently like they put it up next to like Moana and stuff, um, or slightly Moana. below Moana. Yeah. Moana was an awesome Moana's, film. Moana's their top film. I don't know about this list. What would you, wait, we'll, anyway, we'll get, we'll get matter. through this in a bit. <laughs> um, but they were talking about, they took it, they took the whole like lesson as more of a um, talking about burnout in children who are labeled gifted. Like, you know how these some kids were given the gift and they were feeling burnt out like Louisa. And equally as kids who aren't labeled as gifted, they also felt outcasted like in Mirabel. Mirabel. Um, so that's where this person was coming from, I guess. Like in their... Um, youth or when they were kids they were i guess labeled as like the smart kid or someone who is like super smart and has to get the grades and has to meet like these high expectations where um you know one was meeting expectations of like carrying the burden of the family and the other one was like she has to be perfect and everything and for her perfect meant to like do whatever the family needed her to do kind of deal um Mm -hmm. or else she wouldn't be perfect so i i that was like the two cents that came in like that point of view was really cool because i I didn't take it as that at first but yeah it's really cool to see that different people from different backgrounds could extrapolate like different meanings from the story from whatever whatever they take yeah i will say the between the three siblings or the three uh, sisters Mm -hmm. i definitely felt that with my brothers like my oldest brother he was first born you know, he had to carry all the pressure for the rest of us. I had to do exactly what was needed for my family. And then I remember just looking at my little brother. I'm like, you, 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 you got no deal with gifts, what we nerd. Do. You got no gifts. I was like, you got nothing. Get out of my face. Get out of my way. You don't got to do nothing. Nothing around the house kind of deal. Yeah. So it, it was interesting how I was able to kind of relate to different things. I was like... Did, did these Disney motherfuckers like interview my family and then made a goddamn movie? Like, that's just, I guess that's just how you know it's more of a um, generational thing where like everyone right in this time right now, and I'm sure a lot of people, they've, everyone's felt that about their parents, grandparents, and one way or another. So it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So I did love the concepts that were in Encanto. The music, I feel like, could have been better. Like, mm-hmm. it, like it was good. Like, there was a couple catchy ones, but like, don't want talk so Bruno. Disney no. could, I don't know. I feel like they could have done a little bit more with the music. Yeah. I think like, it was I like know, two good songs of the entire thing. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was written by the same guy because again, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. He does really good work. He did yeah. Hamilton. He also did Moana, um, mm-hmm. and both those series awesome songs Hamilton? yeah rapper the rap one yeah 
Hamilton rap, the Broadway one? Yeah, oh, the Broadway. Okay. Yeah, he's the same guy. Um, he did that and, and Moa. And like, again, he's a very good songwriter and composer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, just judging by his track record, right? Um, and again, there was, in the moment, those songs were awesome, very fitting to the story, really progressed the story as well. It's not like you stopped for a song and then, you know, the world was a great place in the song and then once the song ends oh wait the troubles are back no they were like actively fighting and there was character development or exposition through each song kind of deal which was really cool so it was on the technical side and storytelling side beautifully written great for the story but on the selfish side of like i want this in my playlist or something i want to remember this song you know like it it Maybe I need to rewatch the films, but I don't think the only song I remember is the chorus from No One Talks About Bruno. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> basically because it's so catchy. Um, even though my favorite song was probably the, the Luisa song. Um, Those are the two songs that stuck out to me. Everything, everything else, like they were good for the situation that the song was written for, but like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm comparing it to other Disney movies. Mm hmm. Which is what you have to do. It's Disney, so they're yeah. gonna be compared like, to themselves. They definitely try to step outside of their their own little box, like mm-hmm. how they traditionally make their their movies. Like yeah. even with Moana, um, you know, it's a movie with a completely different culture, but there was still like the villain, mm-hmm. the girl who's independent and she goes through this journey, um, which her journey, journey was unique to her, but like there was still that same basis. But that, Moana was more set up as like a traditional hero's journey kind of story, though. Yeah, and whereas with Maribel, she wasn't she wasn't a hero where she was fighting anything, but she was like like she she was a hero technically in the story, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as a traditional hero as you've seen in other Disney movies. Yeah, there's a lot of non traditional stuff in the story or structure itself, even though like some of the candle stuff reminds me of like the rose from. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, like just how like the time and like stuff is out of your control kind of deal. I think that was yeah. like a very nice uh, story developing thing. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, really fun to like you know break I think? Hmm. You know what I think? What do you think? I think they purposely made the music the way it is so it would be disassociated from... Uh, It'll be able to be spread farther demographically so more people would like it. Because if they made it strictly like Latin or Latin music, only yeah. a certain amount of people actually listen to that outside the movie. But they probably did that with intention of yeah. going up in the charts also. Oh, you're talking about like how it wasn't really catered towards Latin culture? Yeah, had nothing to do with being, the whole oh, movie yeah. didn't really have to be in Colombia. Yeah, which is what makes it so <laughs> universal, right? I think that's like the cool part of it. But I, that's like what like if they really wanted to sell the generational thing, they should have done like Japan or something where that's like an actual thing that happens. I don't know. It's infamous, like a generational family outcast, whatever. Yeah, well, I think like Asia is is more infamous in that right now, yeah. but I don't think it doesn't happen any less in other parts of the world because India is very, yeah. India is very like, like notorious about that as well. Where like a lot of Bollywood films are legitimately based on on that notion of like the the youngsters coming in and you know changing everything up 
and and the people who are already like the older people are not really vibing with that too much like 20 close-ups yeah got it <laughs> yeah that's bollywood <laughs> for you <laughs> um but yeah what would we rate the film like what one out of ten i guess five, out of ten no, one star five ten, ten being the highest so like i would give it like a good seven out of ten i think it's definitely a movie that i could rewatch a couple of times over but yeah i would watch it before like other stuff um like <laughs> i would probably watch that before i would um i was gonna say no no i probably wouldn't watch it before hmm what could i watch it before because i know tangled is awesome it was amazing one of my favorites Okay, wait. We'll go through the our list of top movies in the post show. It's like I have watch it once and be done. I have watch it once a year whenever I remember, or mm. watch it every now and then, and then watch it religiously. Yeah, I don't think it's a comfy movie. Encanto would be I would watch it three times at least. Every now and then, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, if if it's like pops up. Yeah, if I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember Encanto, and like I would want to refresh my memory on it, but I wouldn't constantly reach towards it. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Frozen or Moana. Yeah, those two are awesome. Was really Moana good. that good? The yeah. one we saw together in theaters? Yeah, the one you said that looked like Janae. The one we saw, the last movie we saw with Marco. Was Moana really? I think so. Shit. Dang, I don't even remember watching that in theaters. Wow, Habib. Yeah. Anyway, I give it a four. live in the moment with your friends. Wait, wait, wait. What did you give it, Nathaniel? Four and a half. Four and a half? Out of ten. Out of ten? Solid. What movie is the lowest on your list? Wait, Janae, what's your This is compared to other Disney movies. Yeah, yeah. We're only doing Disney right now. Janae, what's your rating? I gave you. I, I made my own scale. What? Five out of ten. That's what it is. Numbers. <laughs> six, six. No, seven. I'll do seven. Seven. Okay. Great. Great. That's our. That's our thing. We'll continue to discuss our list of movies uh, in the post show. So go ahead, listen to the audio version um, over on Spotify or Apple uh, for all that. Bye. Bye. Boom. All right. Oop. What's up, audio peeps? How y'all doing? All right. Get back into this, Nathaniel. What do you, Nathaniel? Call? What is your worst rated Disney movie? <laughs> what's one movie you? Our worst Disney movie. Our yeah. Worst rated Disney movie. Yeah. yeah what's a one? Uh, what, what? Which Disney movie I would give a one to? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, a lot. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> he said it's a lot. <laughs> He's just handing out one. There's so many Disney movies. I don't know if I'll get any of them like a one. Okay, when when I said it, what's the first one that pops into your head, though? Honestly, this one's probably the lowest rated Disney movie on my really? list. Really? Yeah. Not saying it's a bad movie. It's just not a memorable Disney movie for me. Like, you, this would be lower than something like, I don't know, Alice in the Wonderland? Those are good. Alice in the Wonderland? That's... Probably that one, one and the live ones. Good, good mm, stuff. Bolt. 
I'd give it probably about the same. I've seen that one more. I don't care about Bolt either. Right? No one cares about Bolt. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, Disney has bangers, so you can't really... You can't really knock them for that. So being, like, at the end of a Disney thing is not really, like, the worst thing you could do. But Disney... Yeah, I'm, like, trying to look through... What is that horse movie that they did? I could never pay attention to that. Because DreamWorks. Horse movie. I I never saw Onward, but I listened to the soundtrack today and it was really good. What's Onward? It's really good. That might have been Dreamworks too, I don't remember. It was about Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Their brothers. Yeah, the brothers. I really liked Onward. They're trying to meet their dad again. That was really good. Yeah, where they goofed up the spell. Yeah, where like they kept like the brothers are fighting and then like Tom Holland would learn to appreciate his brother. And yeah. everything he's done, because he wasn't traditionally like a very successful guy, but like he was always there for him, and uh, he just didn't see it and appreciate it at the time. Yeah, he was there doing what like he was filling the role of dad. dad. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty dope. I really like that one. That we I actually watched that a couple of times with my family. Then we watched that. A I handful watched that of one times. three times as well. Yeah, but like I had watched it with different people. Yeah. Didn't see it, so there's that. So Moana is definitely like one of, definitely up there. I think that would be like an S tier film for me. So Moana is the the one with the rock singing in it, right? Yeah, the rock. Yeah. Is it that good? Dwayne. It is pretty good. It is, it is. It is that good. It's like one of those comfy films for me now. Where like. Com- yeah, like the story is there each time that I'll allow myself to be taken on that journey. And the music's great, the storytelling's great, and then the character development with The Rock is awesome. And Moana, for both of them, is really awesome. Then you have Hey Hey, come on now, how can you be mad at Hey Hey? I've only seen hey, hey. Years, so. The chicken. Chicken Little? No, Hey Hey, the chicken, the rooster. Chicken that screams and it like zooms out in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> What? You don't remember Hey Hey? I just remember the chicken and surfs up. <laughs> what the um, fuck is... Dang, I'm trying to find my oh, worst. This boy? Yeah, him. Oh, his name was Hey Hey? Yeah. Oh. One of my worst. Huh. I never watched Sleeping Beauty after the one time. I, even if I did that. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, Sleeping Beauty didn't really have a great story. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Um, yeah, I think Sleeping Beauty has to be one of my lowest ones. Or has to be the lowest one. Because the Jungle Book was great. The Seven Dwarves was great. Um, what about Wreck-It Ralph? Where is that on your list? That's pretty Wreck-It low. Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph is pretty yeah. low. First one was okay. Princess and the Frog? Princess and the Frog was, I think, that medium, cool. A tier. Jazz music. Yeah. It was jazzy. I love jazz music. And I love the story on that, too. And, like, how the, the art direction on that film was really awesome with the way they, they did, like, the evil side of the guy with, like, the shadow and everything. I think that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you have your S tiers, like Hercules, Aladdin, Frozen. You mean... Hunkulees. Honey, you mean Hunkulees. <laughs> oh, I'd like to take the sweet piece of that. Anyways, 
our story begins. Yeah, a lady in the like Hercules is my movie. How did y'all feel about Raya, the Last Dragon? Raya was I. I haven't watched Raya. I I, I forgot about it. <laughs> the friendship. Does it exist? <laughs> As all Disney movies are. Like I can't. I just, mm-hmm. you know, nothing's gonna top probably Treasure Planet and Soul on my list. So. Treasure Zootopia. Planet. Ooh. Zootopia is also a comfy movie. Zootopia and watched funny. it a couple times. Big Hero Six. <laughs> that was pretty good. Big Hero Six had a great cast, and the story was awesome, awesome too. That would also be a tier for me. Oh, Tarzan had that Phil Collins. Oh. Tarzan's S tier. No, no, yeah. no shot. It's not. Brother Bear. Brother Bear S tier. No. Yeah, it's also S tier. Aristocats. Oh. <laughs> what? Aristocats. Doctor <laughs> loves that movie. Aristocats. Oh, I've never watched yeah. it. Maybe you watched it <laughs> once. Up. Up is so good. Are you kidding? A tier, yeah. A to S tier. It's kind of like in there. I can watch that so many times. Yeah, I can rewatch that over and over. What about the Emperor's New Groove? <laughs> yeah, that's up there. <laughs> My Dude, childhood. I watch all the time. <laughs> Wait, what about Frozen? What are you putting Frozen as? Hell uh, yeah. Six. I would put Frozen as A tier. 8.5. It's a B. Is no, it B? C. C and a half. C and a half? <laughs> C and a half, sir? <laughs> Don't care. It's Frozen, okay. It's not Frozen amazing. 2, I would put as like B tier. Frozen 2 was better, I thought. Really? My yeah. my Frozen 2 experience was like ruined though, because the two ladies next to me in the theater talking the whole time, munching on food the whole time. Like oh. they were losing their Just- phone. In the middle of the movie, this Olaf makes it better. Yeah, I think Olaf. Now that you say that, I would have to switch those two because Olaf's character in the second film, but Olaf drove so much of the narrative that whole time, though. Like he was doing yeah, so much of the matters. exposition work. Just yeah. what I cared about. What do you guys think about Wally? S tier. Yeah, S tier also. I have that on HD uh, on 4K. We're just gonna be based against women protagonists. Just saying. Cars. Cars. Wait, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My name is Mater. Everything else. Cars two and three. Planes. Soul. Soul was S tier. I would give it S tier. Soul was actually a unique story. All for S. I actually. Cry. It was in definitely soul. like an older, an older audience. Also, you know, this is exactly what the musician. Yeah, as a musician, is. as a creative, like That's that movie that spoke Movies to you. That movie was, and that was like such a real thing too. When when the 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 whole thing of him like working as a teacher, but still trying to become a, a like a jazz musician, oh. it was awesome. Yeah. Ice Age. That's a DreamWorks film, first of all. Iceberg ahead. <laughs> Ice Age, baby. Have you guys seen Luca? Actually, yes. Luca's a B tier. 
Luca's B tier. I don't. I don't I like know. that more than Encanto. You like Luca more than Encanto? Yes. It is fun. The songs are actually sound Italian. <laughs> it matters. It actually took place in Italy. Like it mattered. It actually took place in the ocean, but whatever. <laughs> Italian. The Italian ocean. <laughs> What's up? What about Inside Out? Oh, I cried and Bing Bong cried. Mm. Yes, I I oh cried. I cried when he disappeared. Spoiler. But you cried. Um, edit that out. I think I teared up. Like, and then the only time I actually, I probably actually cried was uh, seeing Dobby and Harry Potter die. <laughs> Not reading the book first. I was sad too. Like, no, they didn't. Oh, I also cried in Game of Thrones, but I don't know if y'all seen it. So, nope. what'd, you, what'd you cry? I still, I still have to watch Arcane. Uh, season six of uh, Game of Thrones. We're talking about the times so, uh, Nathaniel has cried during movies. I have during not. a TV show or movie. I'm like, yo, that was sad. Mm. What movie have you watched over and over again and still cry every time? Cars. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. Please elaborate. <laughs> His life's a highway. <laughs> Life is a highway. Um, and the Titans. Remember the Titans? <laughs> um, no. Um, for cars. <laughs> Uh the king gets broken man and he has to like push him at the end and it's just like dude that shows like real character development like he gave it up he didn't even come like he would come last rather than like you know not respect the king um and it was just you know it was just beautiful you were just like wow that's amazing (laughs) so beautiful Uh, other movies I've cried in Soul I cried in I cried in Up I cry I I shed a tear I also cried in Wally I cried in Wally that was like I don't know why dude when I watched it the first time like I remember like clutching my pearls like my soul (laughs) your pearls cause like I was afraid that they were gonna let him die Mm -hmm. You know, because I was like, how could they possibly recover him after this? And they put like the new bun, like the new board in him and everything. And I was like, chunky. That's his brain, like what is his personality. He's resilient. Old yeah, technology resilient. Oh, yeah. Not fragile Apple technology Echo or Eve. Nowadays. nowadays. <laughs> Back then when shit was durable. He's that chunky Windows 98. It still turns on. <laughs> what um, else do we need? Well, I, I'm an emotional person. I cry every time. I don't. Um, let's see. What other movies have I cried in? Like movies, movies? Are we just sticking to animation? <laughs> At this point, any movie. There was one that I watched Cars recently. <laughs> Live Three action and four. Cars 3. <laughs> 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 Stop. Um, <laughs> live action Diary of a Wimpy Kid. 
<laughs> um, I already said I cried in Soul. Shrek three. Shrek three. Um, yeah. let me see, dude. There's been I've Later. actually gone. I've actually come to a point where I'm having like um, uh, choice fatigue. I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, since we're all sort of like doing a little better now in life, we have like uh, I, I, my sisters and I, we split up like having Disney, Netflix, and Amazon, and everything all like all the streaming platforms. So we have a lot mm-hmm. more to choose from. Um, but that means there's just hundreds if not thousands of shows on each platform that you could literally watch so i'm having like a lot of like um fatigue from that of like oh no what should i watch yeah oh, definitely watch i have a lot YouTube of shows on my list a lot of i'm lists. watching daredevil though because daya hasn't seen a lot of the other marvel stuff that wasn't mm. like just movies because since we saw spider-man she was like who's that person oh, in glasses yes. everyone cheered for when now we're getting into Daredevil. jessica jones and punisher no no <laughs> maybe punisher but not the other ones no oh, not jessica jones or what was the other one the iron fist or something uh, i only seen daredevil and iron fist i didn't care for the other ones they just don't seem that interesting hot garbage. i watched like, the first two episodes of jessica jones i didn't really get into it me neither literally yeah. all four of them are like strong and can fight and that's it this, basically that's the depth that's the depth of their character but at least daredevil's like takes it a little bit further yeah, yeah. i need to watch daredevil i've been no. punisher is just cool to watch i love watching <laughs> punisher first air but then i haven't continued watching it what else uh but i have been watching loki again or not right. again uh, it's my first watch through of loki i'm like on episode four or five now it's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, just just really enjoying it. Just really like seeing. Just like being in the Marvel universe at this point. Like anything they make is like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I like where I love this Eternals is so much. Oh my gosh, you do? <laughs> I read Eternals hate comments. I'm like, you have no idea how good this movie was. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Eternals. I'm I'm in like a diff. I'm in like a weird middle ground with Eternals. Because I don't know how it ties into the MCU too much. Or, like, how are they going to pull this off? Like, in the string of events that are coming up. Um, But as, like, a standalone, that's probably one of the best, like, standalone Marvel films. Because everything else, you have to, like, kind of, like, watch three, four movies beforehand knowing, like, to go into it. Um, This one's, like, backstory, like, the first, like origin stuff like of uh of like new characters of like the whole superhero thing like a reason for why celestials are even after this planet that go yeah because they if you the shang chi post credit talk about the oh, the rings no, come I... from right so i've watched and that then, movie and then you see there's the rings there's another form of the rings and eternals yeah you see that because like, oh, this is how this is all. They probably had Eternals because they might show up later in like the next whatever they do with Avengers. Yeah, not, not pro- probably not Galactus this shows phase. Up and punches him in the face. Wait, who's the main <laughs> villain of this phase? Do we know? Uh, so far, it looks like it'd be Kingpin. If you, uh, and Kang the Conqueror. 
Yeah, Kane. Um, I think that's like the main villain, Multiversal, right? Kane the Conqueror, maybe evil Doctor Strange. <laughs> Whatever Kane that movie the Conqueror, yeah, that's it's probably the main guy. Yeah. He's going to bring in Galactus and the Celestials will come back and be like, or Eternals will come back and be like, who are you? Basically, what I just right now thinking about it, I'm like, Eternals is basically the rest of the world and everything else is like America. <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's very interesting. Even, like, Shang-Chi is like the only one outside of New York. <laughs> Whoa. San Francisco. There's more to the world than New York. More than New York gets attacked. You promise. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, and then... Alrighty. Well, with that, I'll, we'll probably just wrap this up here. Thank you very much for listening in. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed. Um, and peace. This is the audio version. I don't know why you're giving thumbs up today or the <laughs> peace sign. Gang signs. <laughs> Janae's throwing up the crip sign. Uh. <laughs> No, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs>